welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. The need for HR leaders who can think like HR business strategists is, is growing. Future HR leaders will need to discuss key business drivers in the context of organizational resources, both from pe- the people perspective as well as the technological one. The success of future HR leaders will hinge upon their ability to leverage enterprise HR best practices across multi business units in different geographic locations that include both developed and emerging markets. I'm here today with Raul Sharma, Global Head Corporate Executive Learning at Novartis in Switzerland, and we're going to discuss HR process flow in large multi-business organizations. Raul, good to have you with us. Thank you for having me, Matt. Pleasure to be on this podcast. Now, since we last spoke, uh, you've, you've, you've changed roles and so I'd love to hear um, a little bit about this this role that you're in, the global head of corporate executive learning. Yes, yeah, so I I moved into this role a little over three months back. Uh, this role went through a redesign because the organization looked at learning across all the divisions we have within Novartis, and there was a global learning review, and one of the outcomes of that was we needed to restructure the learning organization, but more specifically, we needed to look at corporate executive learning. Corporate executive learning that exists in Novartis is a cross-divisional team which is focused at the senior executives of the organization and offers a number of programs across the areas of leadership, team effectiveness, and business awareness. The team has a very high degree of executive sponsorship and support. So we have a number of programs which get sponsored by the senior leaders in the organization. So there's a lot of support and sponsorship, but there is a lot of focus in terms of making sure the team helps leaders for present, but also future emerging leaders develop and be better equipped to serve the needs for our patients and customers. So tell us about the um, Novartis organization, Raul, and I guess it's also interesting to reflect on your your history with the organization. So you've been with them for about six years, I understand. Yes, I have been with Novartis a little over six years. I joined them in 2009. Uh, It's a fantastic organization to be a part of. Uh, It's extremely diverse, multicultural, and global. This is actually uh, my fourth assignment within Novartis, so it gives you a sense of how quickly the organization changes and evolves. Uh, As an organization, Novartis is committed towards providing solutions and products that help people live longer, live better. So the purpose of the organization is extremely powerful. And that's what I personally connect with, because every day that you come into work, you know what you're going to do is going to help people live longer, live better. And that really drives you to make sure you give it your best. What I like about Novartis is it's a very performance-oriented organization. It is very dynamic. It is very meritocratic. So what matters is how good you are and how effective you are in what you do. And the culture is truly Global. So even though it's headquartered in Switzerland, the DNA of the organization, the ethos is that it's a, it's a diverse organization with a lot of multinational 
a um, lot of nationalities from various countries represented, but all united by the same purpose and all focused on the same goal. So as the company's growing, uh, Raul, how have you seen HR operations evolving? And I guess I specifically asked this question with relevance to sort of enterprise decision-making versus um, you know, business unit decision-making. So I think there's there's been a lot of focus on HR operations within Novartis because we, went, we started on an HR transformation journey some years back. And the initial focus was, can we look at consolidation of HR operations? And that was driven by a number of factors, one of which was, you know, can we leverage economies of scale? Can we create centers of excellence where we can have the expertise around HR operations? But more importantly, also, can we look at consolidating all these activities so we can free up the HR business partners and the COEs around comp and ban, employee relations, talent management, to really get very intimate with the business and get very connected with what the business is trying to achieve. And I think we've been fairly successful in it in the HR transformation journey. Now, when I look at what the mandate is, it's more around excellence in execution. It's a lot around building the right capabilities. There is a big emphasis on technology and leveraging big data, which is, I think, very common for most organizations. But we generate a ton of data. But how do we use that data to look at trends? How do we use that data to get better at effective decision-making? But also, how do we use that data to look at how we need to change our policies and processes and what our associates or our employees are asking for? I see a lot of emphasis on that. In addition to that, there is focus on innovation. So not only consolidating processes, but process harmonization process streamlining, but looking at different ways of delivering value to our customers in a manner which is cost-effective, which is scalable, but also allows for HR to play to its strengths. Because one of the things, Matt, you know this better than I, is the demand on HR is increasing exponentially. I see leaders very, very keen to get HR involved as true strategic partners and true you know, business partners. And that can only happen when you have a robust infrastructure and done effectively so that not only do you have the processes running well, but you also have the information that you need as an outcome of these processes, which allows you to drive the right insights, which help influence the right decisions. And that gives you a seat at the decision-making table. So for any HR person or any HR organization to be effective, the foundation of that has to be a very robust and high-quality HR operations organization. And how have you noticed uh, business leaders' expectations within the organization uh, increasing of HR um, over the time you've been with the organization? I think there's a better understanding and awareness of what HR can bring. There is an increased willingness to engage HR in what you would call non-traditional HR areas, for example, organization strategy, commercial strategy, uh, capabilities building, you know, brand strategy. There is also a huge expectation around developing leaders and building the right set of capabilities. Whenever you look at any of the surveys that of the you know the big executive search firms or the consultants do, they always talk to leaders about what is it that keeps them awake at night or what is the top you know top priority or the top focus area, and they always talk about 
do they have the right leaders for today, but more importantly for the future? And is their pipeline up to scratch in terms of delivering those leaders? So I think there is a clear understanding that the people who have the, the organizations who have the strongest leaders will be well positioned to take advantage of the growth opportunities of the future. Most leaders are focused on that. And for any leader to be successful, my personal belief is they need to have two corporate functions very strongly aligned and capable. One is corporate finance and the other is corporate human resources. So they want human resources to play a bigger role. They want human resources to understand better how the enterprise works. They want human resources to get connected with the other parts of the organization. So the HR talent and leadership strategy is seen as integrated with the business strategy and the product strategy and the finance strategy rather than a standalone one. And quite honestly, the mandate is, is available to us. We can choose to step up and get truly engaged and be a partner, or we can choose to stay within the little circle we've drawn for ourselves and remain as a service provider or an executor of tasks. The business would want us to get more engaged and get more intimate with what they're trying to achieve. In line with that, Raul, um, you know, obviously there's a, there's a growing prominence about on data and um, the wide amount of information available to HR operations and I guess the use of this. How have you seen this uh, transforming thinking in Novartis? I think a number of factors, Matt. There is an increased emphasis on analytics. We are increasingly talking about leveraging data to drive a decision-making. I'll give you a very concrete example. We looked at you know, people applying to Novartis for jobs. We have, an, we have probably one of the largest databases of you know, external candidate profiles via our career portal. We hire in the range of 18 to 20,000 people every year. And the question we've been asking ourselves is, when we are taking in these many people, what is the value that we can get from the data that is generated through these processes? So the data which will tell us what's the right profile, the data which will tell us how strong is the culture fit, the data which will tell us what is, what is the profile that we are attracting versus what is the profile that we think should be joining Novartis. You can leverage the data to also look at what is the capability standpoint of people entering Novartis. What is it that they are strong in versus where the gaps are? And then you can orient your entire HR proposition around that. So when you're looking at a new, new hire onboarding, what is the support they would need which will maximize the probability that they are effective in their roles within the initial onboarding period? The other element is we do a lot of assessments for our existing employees as part of our standard developmental processes. We are looking at gathering data from those assessments to look at are our processes aligned to where the gaps are? Do we have the right developmental interventions, whether it be across learning, around mentoring, coaching, sponsoring, or around the job rotations and on-the-job exposure programs, which help us to make sure people have the best probability to succeed. You look at companies like Google, which do a lot of work around you know, retention trends and manager effectiveness. We are trying to get into that space to understand when we look at people leaving or turnover data, 
what are the trends that are coming out? Are there specific themes which may require us to look at our HR processes, HR policies, or even the organizational culture diagnostic? So a lot of this data will get integrated into decision-making, into you know, process and program design, but also into identifying the key levers which will help drive the organizational health overall. So we are very excited about leveraging big data. We are excited about what it can do for us, and we are actually in conversation with a number of organizations to understand what are the best practices that exist and which of those would be appropriate for us to port over. And that was Raul Sharma, Global Head of Corporate Executive Learning at Novartis, discussing HR process flows in Novartis. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.